Hello everybody, how's it going? Ben Gothard here with another Project Egg interview, and today we are talking to Jason Brock from Indiana. How you doing today, Jason? Hey, pretty good, Ben. Glad to finally uh, link up with you and uh, get this going. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. So, my first question for you today is, what is your story? What is my story? Wow, man. This is, uh, is going to take a long time for, for me to answer it, but I'll give you the short version here, man. So, um, essentially, um, from just an entrepreneurial standpoint, I guess I can go into that. Uh, I was in the military and just really decided um, after I got out, I wanted to take a path where you know I was working for myself. So I ended up getting started on eBay and started going through with you know kind of that typical uh, method, and I was getting some success. And then uh, it was probably around ten years ago, right around this time. So we're talking we're in April. I started a uh, an online store selling like self defense, like uh, mixed martial arts type of stuff. And again, this is before the time of like Shopify and Volusion, and where it was really easy to create these stores. So I started this web store up and um, did it in like a weekend. I just very crude like HTML, right? Throw everything together, and within uh, around two weeks, I kind of almost forgot about it. And I got an email saying that I got an order. I'm like, Whoa, this is actually pretty cool. I actually still like, um, you know, I still use the same Gmail and everything. And, um, I still, you know, I can pull that same email up. I'm like, wow. So that was pretty cool. Um, and I'm a big believer, like if you can do something once you can like replicate it. So if you can sell like one thing, um, and typically, you know, there's a market out there so I can just continue to grow the web store. And, and through the years that I still have that store to this day. And it's kind of been, uh, just sort of a, like a long-term thing that I've had. And uh, so that's one thing that I, I do. So that's kind of one side of the business operations. And the other side is uh, what a lot of people actually know me for is Kindle publishing. Um, and, and that's a whole nother thing. So um, when my son was born in uh, September of 2013, I was like, okay, I need to come up with uh, another source of income. I want to create something different. And uh, that's when I began to publish books. Um, and it became uh, pretty successful at that. You know, on my peak, I was making like $20,000 a month, uh, doing really well at that. And um, I ended up, uh, as my dog walks into the, to the scene, she doesn't, they don't understand the, the interview process here. But um, so, yeah, man, so I got pretty successful at uh, publishing just simple Kindle books. And um, I started making YouTube videos, man, just showing people what I was doing. And again, that was another thing where I was like, man, no one's going to watch this, dude. I, if you still watch my first YouTube video, man, uh, it's just ridiculous, dude. Like, um, it's much like how I'm kind of rigging this interview up, like where I've got my, right now I've got like my iPad sitting like on a milk crate. Like I just don't have a, a place to do it. And that's kind of how I did this first video where, um, I set this, this webcam up on a, um, on a table and it's the angles weird. It's just crazy. But that video has got like almost like 150,000 views, create something pretty decent for me having a relatively small YouTube channel. So I took that kind of success I was having on YouTube. I just continued to put out good content on Kindle and, um, created a course and you know, that did pretty well and, um, just sort of became an authority in that space. So that's like, um, I guess like the quick and dirty version of, you know, my story. I've done a lot of other kind of stuff, but those are probably my main two things that I do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I want to jump back to your, your early days when, when you were a kid. So can you, you know, if you feel comfortable talking about it, can you maybe take us from way back then and, and kind of go through chronologically of, of your story from that perspective as well? Oh yeah, man. So you know, I was born uh, many moons ago to uh, kind of a 
kind of a unique situation. So my mother had me when she was 18 years old. And um, so my mom and my dad lived together, uh, but they were with my grandma. And my grandma's like the main person who raised me. And so I was living with my mom, my grandma. My dad eventually moved out. Uh, he's like, dude, I can't handle this. It's probably too crazy for me. So he eventually moved out. They ended up getting divorced. And so it was me, my mom, and my grandma. And they raised me. And they did a pretty good job. I mean, as far as, you know, basically trying to, you know, have this kind of a dynamic lifestyle with a, a young a baby at this point and, you know, them, them trying to work. And, um, you know, that went on for, you know, pretty much my whole life. Uh, and, you know, it really taught me a couple of different things. It taught me about like work ethic, you know, those, you know, they were busting their ass to get up and go to work every day, doing jobs that, you know, they probably didn't like to do, but they were doing them. And the other thing it really taught me was, you know, I, I began to see some of the politics of that, that, that type of uh, stuff. You know, sometimes, you know, they would get, you know, fired for like, you know, like gossip, whatever political things that was going on at work. It's like, man, and it, it stuck to me. I think I was like 16. And my grandma came home and she's like, hey, I got fired from this job. I was like, oh, Lord. And, and what that what that told me is like, you can never really rely on a company as you're. I mean, some people can and it, and it has worked. But I was like, if I'm going to you know, go through my life, man, I want to be able to control it. And at that point, the internet was just kind of, you know, taking form and, and, and you could, you know, I could kind of see it like where it was going to go, you know, now I, no one probably thought it would get to this level, maybe as quick as it did, but it really has. And so that was sort of like the seed was planted. Um, you know, other than that, man, I mean, I had a pretty good childhood, man. I, I was in sports, you know, playing video games, um, you know, nothing crazy um, or anything like that. Uh, but, you know, that was sort of, I guess, the childhood era. But I've always had an itch to, you know, do something with business. I mean, as a, as a kid, man, I was always doing like, um, you know, I'd do these jobs where I was like selling newspaper subscriptions, like, um, you know, knocking door, the cold sales door to door. I did one thing where I was like, um, yeah, selling the subscriptions like a, like a, like a, they had a, a deal with like a, not a gas station, but a grocery store. So I had like a booth set up in there and I like set the record for, for like selling these subscriptions in a, in a two day period. And everybody was like, Oh man, you're kicking butt. So that was like, um, I've always liked to say, man, I've always liked the sales aspect of things too, you know? So yeah, man, uh, that's pretty much it as far as that. That's awesome. So, you know, I definitely do want to dig a little bit more into your history. So, you know, you talked about how, you know, kind of from an early age, uh, it was, you know, you, you were basically raised by your grandmother and, 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 you know, your mother and, um, mm -hmm. you know, that, that at, at some point can be, could be tough, right? So, um, you said that you learned a lot about work ethic from that. Um, can you maybe expand on that a little bit, um, and, and give a little bit of insight on why work ethic is so important for entrepreneurs to be successful? Yeah. I mean, you know, like you, you, you would get up or, you know, you'd see, you know, one of those, they would go to work at like, you know, early in the morning and they come home late, man. And, you know, they were working jobs as like, you know, servers or, you know, working in a, like a receptionist, you know? So, um, yeah, you know, you take that and, you know, you see that and you're just like, man, you know, this is definitely, um, tough, you know, on your feet all day, you know, you come home, your feet are hurt. So I was like, man, this, this is tough, dude. But uh, as far as entrepreneurial hard work, man, and it's like, nothing can replace that. Like you can, you can be the most talented person. You can have the greatest ideas, but I mean, if you don't work hard towards your goals every day, if you don't, I mean, at least do something. You don't have to like hit the grindstone and work for like 16 hours. You don't want to get burned out. But if you can hit, hit like a good seven, eight hours, 
even a four, like if you can hit a hard four hours and you're really focusing on the things that are making you money, um, you know, that's, that's a way to do it too. You know, with my lifestyle, basically being a full-time dad right now and having my son all the time. And that's kind of how I have to do it. Like I have to pick and choose my spots, you know, I and, it, and it makes you more, um, you know, your time management skills improve because you know that like, you know, when I go to work, I can't be playing on the internet. You know, I can't be watching YouTube videos. It's going to be like, you know, put your phone on airplane mode and just get busy with it. And, um, yeah, man. So, and that's really the secret, I think, man, you know, if you really want to talk about the secret to, you know, success online or like just any, any business is <clears throat> just putting the work in and, and, and focused work, not just, you know, like going through the motions, like actual, you know, putting in hard work, having, like, I like to have, I've got a book over here, my most important tasks every day. Like you at least have two or three, sometimes even just one that if you get done, it's going to move that needle for, for your business a lot more. So that's sort of the recipe that I follow. Um, there's so many different methods, you know, you can, you can get into, um, as far as, you know, um, hard work or whatever goal setting, but and even goal setting is awesome, right? Like everybody's like, start with your goals, but like some people they'll set their goals. And I've done this. The reason I can say this is I've done it. You'll set these goals. I'm like, Oh, cool. I'm done. I set my goals. I'm, I'm on the, you know, the, what do you call it? Like the, the secret, what's that called? Uh, manifestation or whatever, right? You know, you don't, but no, dude, you have to like hard work is literally like the key, uh, to, um, to success. I, I believe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, a lot of people do say that in addition to working harder, you also have to work smarter, right? And and I think mm -hmm. that that is very true. And and kind of going back to what you were saying is that you got to focus on those revenue generating activities, right? But for somebody who may just be getting started and they may not know exactly what they want to do or, or really who they are yet, how do they figure out what really are those revenue generating activities and, and what they really should be focusing on? Wow, that's a good one. Um, so I kind of struggled with that like last year. So I'll just kind of give you an example on, you know, because it's hard for me to speak for like everybody. But for me, um, what I started to do was I started to get really inspired by guys like like Ty Lopez and, and stuff like that. You know, I really enjoy his content. A lot of people have like a a lot of people don't like Ty Lopez and we can get into that. I, I you know, I always get on my soapbox anytime he's brought up. I love what he brings to the table. But so as, as I mentioned in the in kind of my first little, uh, you know, diatribe that I went on, I, I started to become like an authority in, in self-publishing and, and somewhat into, you know, being an entrepreneur. People were asking me a ton of business questions. And so it's like, man, I want to kind of create, you know, some version of what Ty does. OK, so so I got really focused on that. And in, in the middle of that, I'm like, Jesus, man, what he's doing is, is difficult. And, you know, number one, the guy's super qualified. I mean, the guy's, you know, multi, multi-millionaire. He knows a ton. He's, he's a lot further along than I am. So what I was literally trying to do was learn, you know, and, and it was, you know, very, uh, it was a growth period for me because I was doing everything. I still do it. But I mean, to, to that point, I was so, you know, involved in trying to learn to get to the level to teach other people, right? But... I got so focused on the learning process that I was kind of neglecting the money-making stuff. So I wasn't keeping up with my e-com stores. I wasn't um, nurturing my Kindle business. I wasn't, you know, looking at other business opportunities out there that I know I could jump into and immediately do well at, such as like Amazon FBA or, you know, things like that. So my income began to suffer a little bit because I was so focused on, you know, this other stuff, which 
wasn't really making me money. It was more, you know, kind of a long-term play and I wasn't focused on the, the here and now. So, you know, what, what I guess your question is for other people, you just have to ask yourself, man, what's going to make me income? Okay. So, you know, you always want to have the long term. Like if you have a goal that you're working on or a business that, you know, you know, is not going to be profitable right off the bat. You know, sometimes people, you know, they start up a Shopify store, they start up something like an e-com store. Some, some guys can make money right away. If you're a Facebook ads guru, you can start making money right away on that. Or if you can hire someone that can teach you how to draw traffic to it, you can start making money. Boom. Okay. Um, now, if you're not and you don't have the money to hire somebody, then you have to nurture that store. You have to add products. You have to do some organic stuff. And you can, you know, I, a lot of my stores are straight organic. So um, in that case, you would want to focus on, you know, some stuff that's going to start making you money. So when I'm coaching people, I tell them, you know, jump into like an Amazon FBA, jump into to an eBay, jump into, um, you know, uh, Kindle publishing, where you can start getting some quick turnover on your money and maybe focus on more of a long-term or more of a, I always like to have something where I, I'm not under the umbrella of Amazon or YouTube. You know what I mean? So focus on that quick money because Amazon and eBay, those guys have already got their foundation already built. So uh, I, I, that's what I would say. Um, it's not really rocket science. I think a lot of people overthink it. A lot of people, you know, they buy a lot of programs they buy a lot of video, you know, whatever. And they get, they get lost on, Oh man, this guy's making a million dollars doing this. I'm gonna do it. And a lot of times, man, it's it's a lot harder than <laughs> than than uh, than you might think it may be. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, I wanna I wanna talk about that point in your life where, um, you know, you said your grandmother was laid off from her job, and um, you know, it kind of seemed like something clicked at that time where you're like, I want to work for myself because I want to have control over my own destiny, right? Mm -hmm. So what did that feel like when that really happened? And what did that transformation look like in your life? Like, how did, what did it change um, in, in your life to where you started actionably taking steps towards making that a reality? Man, I got to tell you, um, it wasn't, um, it wasn't like an overnight thing. It was always something I still remember. Like when, when she told me that I can vividly remember like where I was, where I was standing, uh, what the house looked like when she walked in and told me that and I was like, Jesus, cause she worked at that job like 16 years, you know? So it was just like a, a real kick in the nuts. So it wasn't like something that I was like, cause I was like 16 at the time, you know? So it wasn't like, um, Oh man, I'm going to, I'm going to start doing something, you know, at that time I was doing sort of the, uh, the door to door sales stuff, which, you know, man, that stuff will, will will give you some thick skin, dude. Even isn't you know, even as a teenager, people are sometimes not nice to you, right? So, and, and you learn how to sell like quick, and you learn to come overcome objections and and things like that. So I was already kind of doing, um, you know, at some point back then, I was even making more money than than my parents and my grandma at that time because I was just, you know, as a, I guess a hustler, a young a young hungry guy, you know, I was making some some of the weeks I would bring in four or 500 bucks, you know, which was a lot of money for me. So, um, but man, you know, it wasn't overnight, man. It was really after I got out of the military, but that seed was planted, you know, that is, you know, it was always planted with me that <clears throat> in the military brought some stuff out of me too. Um, you know, any, you know, we can kind of go into that a little bit, but you know, you're always, um, 
and I love the military. I, I got some great friends and, and things like that and some really cool experiences. But, um, you know, in the military, you're really not in control of your destiny. If you want to talk about really being, you know, under the, the thumb of, of somebody else, man, that is the ultimate place where, you know, you are um, and some people love it. I, I had a love hate relationship with it. I'm, I'm sort of, um, you know, entrepreneur by, you know, by spirit. And I'd like to be able to do my own thing and and stuff like that. So uh, in that case, I wasn't able to do what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. So when I got out, man, that's when I really began to um, start going toward my goals. Um, so, yeah, it was it was after that. And that's when I you know started the eBay thing up and then started the, the e-com up. So, yeah, man. But, yeah, it wasn't overnight. Um, some people out there watching or listening um, might not be in the position to to do it. You know, a lot of people write me up. They're like, dude, should I quit my job? I'm like, man, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I, I'm not qualified to answer that for you. You know, I really am not. Um, so, you know, you get some you get some crazy questions, man, as, as uh, you begin to, you know, put yourself out there. You get on YouTube and I'm sure you're finding that out uh, as well. Right. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I really am glad that you said that it doesn't happen overnight, right? Like you may have this idea, you may have this, this drive, but it does take a while to, you know, figure out what you want to do, get into the swing of things, really figure out who you are. And so I'm really glad that you said that. Now, I want to move to um, when you did get out of the military, right? You know, you said you started your eBay store and you were doing a few things here and there. Uh, but that takes a lot of balls to go out on your own, right? And and to just say, all right, whatever path may have been there before for me, I'm doing my own thing, right? So can you give a little bit of insight and maybe a little bit of advice to people who may be struggling to take that step? Yeah, I had. I remember um, at this point. So I had a I had a job offer on the table. I was uh, at this time. <clears throat> excuse me, the military was doing this, this thing where um, they were hiring civilians as army recruiters. So basically guys like myself who had done a you know, service, you know, uh, you know, a veteran basically, um, and they were hiring them because the military at this point, we're talking 07, it was 08 maybe, um, was in the midst of, you know, the Iraq war. So, uh, you know, relations and, and things and recruiting was down. So they're like, okay, we're going to contract this. So I actually went to recruiting school down in Columbia, South Carolina. I graduated from that and I was supposed to go in, um, go to like Little Rock, Little Rock, Arkansas and it'd be a civilian army recruiter. Um, so I get back home and I'm like, oh boy. And there was like a month period before um, I was supposed to go down to Little Rock. And at that time I started, you know, tinkering around with eBay a little bit. And started, you know, getting some pretty good success. You know, back then it was a little easier, man. There wasn't so many people on there. So you could, you know, throw some products on there, man, and really get cooking. Um, and so, yeah, man, uh, what would I say to people, man, on the fence, man? Um, I would say that, because that was your question, right? What would I say to people who have that decision to make? So, man, um, I guess really the main thing you have to look at is uh, life is super short. And you, you just never know what the opportunities you're missing out. It's called uh, opportunity cost. So like, yeah, you could go ahead and, you know, maybe uh, piddle around doing something for, for a year or a month that you're really not, it's not moving you towards your, you know, I'm assuming most of your people are, you know, either aspiring entrepreneurs or currently are. So, it, it, you know, doing something else, what, what opportunities are you missing out on? 
you know. Um, so, for example, yes, I could have took that job. I could have went down to Little Rock and done that recruiting gig. However, if I did that, I probably wouldn't be talking to you right now. I probably wouldn't have, you know, made a, a ton of money on, on the Internet. I wouldn't be able to you know, travel to the places that I've gone to. I wouldn't have been able to, you know, a lot of times I, mean, I had a, a buddy over mine the other day. He's a business guy and I was showing him stuff online. And he's like, I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to I'm going to go here today have my son with me. And he's like, man, that'd be really cool to do that, man. Weird to people that you can do that, you know? Um, and so, yeah, man, um, I would say that, and this stuff's not hard, man. Like, it's not like you gotta be, you gotta be, you know, like Elon Musk to, to pull this off. You, you literally just have to work hard, you know, three to four hours a day, especially in the beginning. Um, and you, you can have some some pretty good success pretty quickly. Uh, you know, there's tons of stories. I'm sure we've got mutual friends, man, that have, you know, went from dead broke to making, you know, high six figures a year. So it's possible where the, where the problem most people have is self-doubt. Where most people's biggest issue is their, the negative self-image, the negative self-doubt, people getting in their ears, friends and family. Um, most people are not entrepreneur, if the, the, the definition is basically a risk taker, most people are not risk takers. They're, we've been taught since an early age to go to school, go to the next run, go to the next run, get your retirement watch, go on your RV trip and then die. That's basically been what, you know, everybody's been telling us since we've been little kids, right? So anybody who bucks that trend is like an immediate threat. Sometimes it's an immediate threat to that person's like you know, personality, uh, you know, of themselves, you know, their perception of themselves. So if you, like, I've had friends, man, that I've had to like literally cut out of my life because they see me doing stuff and they're, they're basically being a hater. And I'm like, man, I have no time for that, dude. Cause you saw me go from nothing, dude, like sleeping on my grandma's couch to, to, you know, over here in Thailand or, you know, making, you know, making tons of money on the internet. And, you know, of all people, you should be happy for me, but you're sitting here basically, you know, saying, man, I'm jealous of what you're doing, man. I don't know how you did it or, you know, whatever. And it's just like, you don't have any time to, to entertain that. Um, but yeah, man, um, <clears throat> your audience, man, just, just do it, man. Just get out there and start doing it, man. Take, take action, pick something. Um, I was on a podcast the other day and, and they were asking me like, what would you do? I would say, you know, eBay, Amazon, something eBay, Amazon based, get started, get your feet wet. And the reason I say that is that's what I did. And I don't like usually telling people stuff that I haven't really done myself, you know, so. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, you, you were talking about how when you first got started, you were doing, you were getting on eBay, you know, you're selling a few products there and, and then you, you made that store uh, of, of yours that you still have the email of today. Mm -hmm. um, at what point did you truly start feeling like an entrepreneur, right? Like, like oh, at what point yeah. were you like, dude, this is me. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm going to go out and kill this thing. That's a good question. Um, I, you know, man, honestly, I would, I would say probably not until around 2000 and, oh, probably 12 is when I really was like, man, this is what I do now. Like, this is, because I, I, the last job I worked was like probably 2008. Like I, I worked um, uh, selling like cell phones and stuff like that, you know, so um, it might have been 09, but I was doing that and um, I was making a little bit of money. Like I was just barely scraping by like my my e-com stores were making some money, but I wasn't really crushing it. Like I wasn't like, you know, making, 
you know, six figures a year by any means. Um, so in 2012, I made another run at eBay. I was like, man, I'm just going to do some eBay stuff, man. I started getting real successful at that. Again, um, I made enough money. I bought my house in cash. Like everything was, you know, really good. Um, and then in 13, my son was born. I started jumping into more of the uh, Amazon stuff. So that that time period is almost like, okay, this is pretty much what I'm going to do, barring a, a complete and total uh, catastrophic failure in my life where would I have to start working for somebody else again? So yeah, I would say that. And so again, you know, to your audience, man, um, it's a process to you. At least for me, it was, man. Um, you know, there's people that are way smarter than me that are way more, um, probably even driven than me. I know I can point out some examples of people in my group that, you know, kids that are 16, uh, you know, 20 years old that are like overnight making tons of money, man, even uh, just crazy. So, um, but for me, it was a more of a process, you know, it was a feeling out process. Uh, for some people, it, it goes a little quicker, you know, so. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, I want to talk about that that time in, I believe you said, December of 2013, um, when you really started going full steam with Kindle. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk about a little bit of what exactly you were doing um, and, and how you did reach that level of success um, that you that you reached with that. Yeah. So, yeah, around that time, um, was messing around on YouTube, I saw a couple of videos about Kindle publishing, and, and, and the guy, uh, the guys were basically saying, okay, you know, you can publish these books on Kindle relatively easily. And I was like, okay, I like that idea. And then um, the idea of basically um, scaling the business. So, you know, hiring a ghostwriter to write these books for you, owning the rights to them and throwing them on Amazon. I'm like, wow, that's a pretty ingenious idea because, you know, basically you're, you're taking advantage of a growing business platform. You see, you see Amazon, you see these Kindles, like you, you can tell, like if you have any common sense, right, you know that that thing's going to pop, you know, that business is going to, you know, especially even 10 years from now, it's going to get bigger. Right. So, so I was like, man, that's pretty cool. So I started taking action. So what I did, um, I actually wrote my first book um, by myself. I wrote it on drop shipping, which is like an e-commerce kind of uh, methodology. And I was like, I want to learn the process. So I wrote the book, which was painstaking. I, I am not a writer. I mean, I can write, but I don't like to do it. So I wrote this book, um, got a book cover design on Fiverr, threw it on the, you know, on on Kindle. It just started making sales. It was pretty, you know, not not crazy, but I was like, okay, I was excited though. Trust me, I was like telling people about it. I was telling people at my gym, everybody. Some people were supportive. Some people were kind of like, what, you know, they didn't understand it, but they started understanding when I started making a ton of money. They were like, oh, this is cool, man. I want to know how to do that. But, um, but no, man. So that was that was sort of uh, the genesis of it. And then um, I went on Elance, it's now Odesk, and I started I hired a couple writers and. They started. I started coming up with like book ideas and whatnot. And um, kind of a long story short, um, within six months, I got up to making about ten grand a month, relative, you know, relatively quickly. And I, w- I probably had like fifty or sixty books at the time, you know. So I was, I was just churning out books. I was just like, okay, this is a math problem. I'm like, a lot of people make again. This is kind of a theme here. People overcomplicate it. They're like, dude, like, how do I make money on Kindle? I'm like, well. You can meet, you can have one epic book. Like if you're a good writer, there's guys that write really good books. There's a guy that I follow, um, Steve Scott. He's got a bunch of really good books. Have you heard of him? He's got a bunch of really good books. Uh, I have not. Uh, I have not actually. 
Okay, so this guy, Steve Scott, he's got a bunch of books, maybe 20 or 30, like that he wrote himself really high quality. You can go that route if you have the talent to do that. But for me, like, I, I don't. Like, I'm not a, as good a writer as him. And so I don't even want to pretend to try. So I was like, okay, how can I make this work for me? And I began to just scale the heck out of it. You know, I, I probably got 250 books. There's people who have way more than me. But it was just like, let me, the more, the more books that I put out, you know, you want to focus on good stuff. You don't want to put junk out, but I was, you know, getting these books done. Some of them were were better than the others, you know, not everything's going to be like, you know, Shakespearean, you know, whatever, but, um, a couple of them, you know, do really well. And the 80, 20 principle, I get so wore out. Everybody talks about that. I roll my eyes and like the 80, 20, I'm like, Oh God, someone's talking about the Pareto principle, but dude, and in some ways I like it, but it is very true in business. And I can look at my e-com stores. I can look at my Kindle business and 20% of my books make 80% of my profit all day long. So you just have to keep plugging away. You just have to keep putting books out there. Sometimes I put books out that I'm like, there's no way no anybody's going to buy this book. I'll tell your audience, I did a book on a lot of my books were on like, uh, like natural cures and um, you know, herbal remedies and stuff like that. I was, I'm, I still love that type of stuff. So I knew a little bit about it. So I wrote a book on, I had a book written on honey, um, like medicinal honey, like what you can use, you know, benefits, whatever. And I, I, I told a buddy of mine, I'm like, I'm going to put a book out on honey. And he's like, what, dude, no one's going to buy that. Freaking thing went semi-viral, dude. I was like 4,000 in the paid store, meaning there was only 4,000 books at that period of, of time in the world on Amazon that were more than selling more than my little book on honey. And uh, I was pretty proud of that, man, because like, dude, there's, God, dude, there's probably like 18 million books on Amazon. I don't even know what it, there's tons of books. And so that book to be that high up there for that long was like, wow. So you never know. And you never know in Kindle, and you really never know any, what business is going to, or what, you know, what the one thing you might do, it might be the biggest game changer for you. Like the video for me that I did on YouTube had no intentions of, number one, I had no intentions of starting a YouTube channel. Like I had a YouTube channel and it was just for literally posting stupid videos that I would do or my buddies and I would do just stupid, stupid stuff. Um, that was one, that was like the reason I had it. And then I, I threw this video on there. Um, and, uh, people started watching it and I'm like, Oh my Lord, like what the hell dude? So you never know. So just try to do something, um, and keep trying until something hits. Something will eventually hit. If you're, if you're doing something at least halfway decent, if you're not being a complete dumbass and just like trying to like scam or like trying to like, you know, um, offer no value, then something will eventually pop for you, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. And and speaking of value, uh, I, I very much do appreciate all the value you provided on this on this interview so far. But I think we can take it up to the next level, right? I think we can I think we can up the game. So I want to talk a little bit more about about Kindle publishing. And I know you're probably bored to death with it. People probably ask you that all the time. Um, but but for people just getting started with it, right? And and you know, kind of the approach that you took um, uh, that you were talking about was you get people, you know, writers to write a book for you and, and you, you publish it. So you're acting as a publishing house, right? Right. What are kind of the the steps, if you had to maybe boil it down to a few beginner steps that people can take to get started with that today? Like like they can take these actionable steps immediately and start putting out books. I'll tell you the quickest, easiest way to do it, man. This is like the golden, the golden method I still do to this day. Go on Amazon, 
uh, go to the Kindle store, just, just Google Kindle store, right? Boom. You go in there, uh, go to the top 100 bestsellers. Okay. Um, and you can do it two ways. You can look at the top 100 bestsellers and you can also look at the top 100 free books. I'm not going to get into the, the difference of that right now, but just research those, figure out which ones are selling the best. Okay. Then you want to find one that you, you think you might be interested in or you think might work, okay? So you want to find a book that's doing really well. Um, let's say you find a book on, um, I use this example all the time, coconut oil, because people like freaking coconut oil. You find a book on coconut oil, um, and you're like, okay, this is a good niche. This is a good product. This is a good book. People are buying it. Um, and you ask yourself, okay, can I add anything to improve on this book? Can I, can I you know, make this book better? Is this book a short book? Is this book you know, offering you know, whatever. Uh, and you say, can I improve on this book at all? If the answer is yes, then what you do is you go to Odesk and you, you put an ad out for a, a, a writer. Okay. You say, I'm looking to have a book written on, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I want it to be anywhere from 15 to 40 pages, whatever you decide on. You can even do shorter. Like they have a thing on like for short reads. So you, you can pick on, you know, how long you want to write this book and, and then you hire. And when you put that ad up, people will start to respond and you'll wake up the next morning and you'll have like 30 people that are offering to write you this book. So then you sift through all the people, you decide on one, maybe two, whatever, and you have them write the book. While they're writing that book, you go to fiverr.com and you hire a, uh, an ebook cover designer, okay, for five, six bucks, whatever it is now, and you get a, a high quality ebook cover. So while that's happening, you sit back, you relax, you recline on your couch, and you drink a coffee, man. You wait for these two things to happen. You wait for the ebook to come back. You wait for the book cover to come back. Um, and once they come back, you're, you're either going to – I wouldn't even overcomplicate it, man. I would edit it myself or read through it myself to make sure it's you know pretty decent. And then you just format the book. Um, you can you know learn how to do that yourself. Um, you can go to Fiverr and have someone format it for you, whatever, and then you upload it to Kindle. You go to kdp.amazon.com, you set an account up, and you just upload it. And you you can you, they have <clears throat> now. There's ways you can promote your book, and we can go into that. But like I typically, man, to keep it simple, I just use Amazon's free promotion tools. Um, I run a, a five day free promo to get some juice to go to the book. Once that free promotion's done, you know, Amazon will start sending you some traffic to that book and you start making some money. So that's really the process and like the quickest way to do it is you go to Odesk, you go to Fiverr, you go, first you go to Amazon, just come up with that idea and just repeat it. You know, your first book, a lot of times what happen, man, I'll tell you right now, Ben, what happens with most people is they, they're like, cool, Jason, I'm going to do that. They do one book and that book doesn't do well. And they're like, man, this sucks, dude. You can't make money with Kindle anymore, man. It's just not, it, you, can't, you can't do it, man. I'm like, okay. I can tell you that when I first did my first book, dude, it didn't make me any, it barely made me anything. It wasn't until like my 10th or 12th book that I began, that was my first winner. You can go through my courses, you can go through other courses, you can go through all the YouTube videos, and we can teach you as much as possible. But until you do it yourself, you, you, it, there's so much, you learn so much more just doing the process, you know? And so it might take 10, 20, 30, but it, eventually you will get the process right. And you will, you'll figure out that formula that works for you and for that audience. And you can begin to make money. And, you know, now <clears throat> I'm experimenting with, um, 
Amazon marketing services. So I'm running um, paid traffic to my books to, to make even more money on these books. And it's, again, the same theme of this whole whole interview is some of them do really well. Like I've got one book that I, I just started doing this a few months ago. I wish I would have been doing it a little earlier. But I've got one book um, that I'm running traffic to that I spent, I think, $70. But I've made like 350 you know, so the return on that investment, but I've got some that don't do really well. And if they don't do well, I just delete the ad or pause the ad and run it to another, you know what I mean? So they're coming up with new ways for you to grow your business every day. Like Amazon wants you to succeed. Like they want you to be able to put products out there because they make money. And so do you, you know what I mean? So you just have to keep with it, you know, like, I mean, as far as actionable, like value, man, just keep with it. Um, no matter what you do, whether you're doing Amazon or you know any business, like people throw in the towel. I think I was reading a book by Brian Tracy. He's like, um, people like literally at the first sign of resistance, they quit. Like if they have like one thing that doesn't work, they quit. You know what I mean? Like, dude, like imagine if like Elon Musk would have quit like on like Tesla, like Tesla was like damn near about to bankrupt him, dude. He, he was living off credit cards. And, you know, obviously you see where they're at now. Like you, you want to fucking buy a Tesla. It's like get in line and wait for a year. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're going to have some trouble getting one amazing company. Um, and so, the, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the kind of the gist of it, dude. It's just like you stick with the program, you know, and have faith in your in your abilities. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, uh, you know, when when you are putting out those books. Uh, and, and this is the last question on Kindle, um, but I am going somewhere with this. So, you know, when you're putting out those books, roughly about, you know, doing the, the process that you just said, which, by the way, is a, an awesome, awesome starting point for, for most people. Um, how much does it cost per book to put out, right? Because you said it takes like 10 to 30 about to to start finding momentum for, for some people. All how right. much does it typically cost per book? Uh, boy, you're talking about, let's see here. Um I, you know, I used, I used to tell people, um, a hundred dollars, like would be a pretty good, um, like if you're doing like, let's say like, I like to pay like for, um, a thousand words, like $10. Right. So that, that was sort of like the, the, the quality of writers that I was hiring and dude, trust me, I've tried everything. I've tried books that cost me $400. I had these books that were super low. They were basically like travel guides, like 400 bucks. And then I had books that are like super short on like a niche product that, kicked ass. You know what I mean? So it's all over the map, man. I would say that, you know, you can get a short read book done. You can get books done that are you know, 10 to 15 pages, even, even smaller than that, you know, um, you know, for 50, 20 bucks. Like if you're just saying, Hey, I want to, you know, a five page, like little info pamphlet on one particular niche, you know, you don't have to spend a ton of money. Um, and I would urge anybody doing this, like when you start out, like, definitely don't be spending like 400 bucks on like a book. Like don't, don't be like, Hey, I want to write this. I want to have this book written on, you know, you know, space travel, like whatever, like something crazy. Like just pick a niche, pick a little simple niche, you know, like bird watching. I don't know. Like I'm looking at my trees right now. Like go watch, do something simple, have a little book written on it. Don't spend a ton, you know, hire someone that's a native, you know, English speaker. So don't hire someone that speaks English as their second language. Um, those people are going to be cheaper, but, and they're freaking smart as hell. Like they, you know, they know two languages, but you know, the written word, like it doesn't translate as well. Like it's not, it's not, trust me, I've done it, dude. And 
you get a bad review. You're going to get a lot of bad reviews when it's done like that, man. So, you know, put in your ad that you want a native English speaking person. You know, they can live in, you know, anywhere, but English has to be the first language that they learned. Okay. <laughs> Very important. Um, but yeah, man, um, you know, your book cover five bucks. Okay. Don't, don't go out there and, and, you know, on Fiverr, dude, they've got it to where you can get all these crazy like extras and stuff like that. Dude, buy the basic gig for five bucks, you know, <clears throat> spend less than a hundred bucks on your first book. Okay. You do not, dude, I've got books that I, I spent a hundred bucks on that have made, you know, 15 to $20,000. You know, like I looked at it the other day, I posted a video on it. And I'm like, okay, here's like, here's what I've made, you know, on, on this one account. And it was like, like a hundred, hundred thousand dollars. And, you know, again, 80, 20, like I had one book that made almost, you know, so it sucks, man. I wish all of them kind of like, you could say, man, I could re I could release a book and I know that it's going to make this, but you just don't know, you know what I mean? Um, but, um, yeah, man, uh, less than a hundred is what I would tell people to spend. Absolutely. So, you know, if you're spending, let's say, around about a hundred per book, and and that's ten to to thirty books before you really get going, that's a lot of money for a lot of people, right? Can so, be, yeah. So, um, one of the things that you're also doing that we haven't really talked about yet um, is your course, right? Mm -hmm. um, so maybe you could talk a little bit about uh, the the course that that you put out, um, and then. You know, for, for those that are listening, instead of going and, and just jumping in and spending that, you know, thousand to three thousand dollars on your books without really having some some solid training, you can save a lot of money uh, up front by you know jumping onto this course and, and really learning how to do it. So so Jason, could you maybe talk about um, your course and, and what you teach and, and and just give a little bit of insight on it? Yeah, so um, myself and, and Dale Roberts, I don't know if, you're, if you've had him on yet um, or, or plan to have him on, but um, good friend of mine, man. Um, he ended up um, linking up with me in Chicago one time, and we started working on Kindle together, and, and you know we're doing some stuff. And I was like, man, that's a sharp dude. So uh, when I was coming out with my course, Self Publishing University, um, I looked at Dale, and Dale was, you know, he had like five or six at that point, bestsellers under his belt. Like the guy was just crushing it in his niche and he was writing the books himself. <clears throat> so I said, okay, I hit Dale up. I'm like, Hey man, would you like to, to partner up with me? He's like, sure, man. So uh, we put this course together that really combines the best of both worlds. It combines what he knows as a, as an, a bestselling author. And then it, it combines what I know as someone who's created like this, you know, publishing business. And so we, we've created this course, Self-Publishing University, where we've got like 100 freaking videos in, in there um, that will teach you everything you need to know. And, you know, one thing that you said that, you know, definitely um, is important is like, you know, it can be a lot of money for some folks to, to spend, you know, a thousand to, you know, three thousand dollars to learn the business. And one thing I want to tell people, too, and this is this is a, a mentality shift that I think almost everybody has to make as an entrepreneur is that. <clears throat> you have to pay to play. Okay. Like it's just like college, man. People will go to community college or like uh, any college and they will not bat an eyelash at, you know, racking up a hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt because they don't have to pay that money up front, but they are essentially, you know, paying to play. They're, they're saying, okay, I'm gonna pay you to, you know, get me a job. And we, we know how that's working for a lot of people out there. Sometimes there's a lot of people that have a four year degree that are, they're serving coffee to you every day, man. And it's, it's a kind of a, that we could go on a tangent about that. So 
I get a little worked up, man. When, when, you know, when that happens, I'm like, man, like you got to pay, like I, you got to invest in yourself. And so we put the course out. Um, we, I priced it at $600. You know, a lot of times, you know, you, you get on these interviews and people are like, go to this link and this and that, man, it's 600 bucks. Um, but man, I, I'll tell you what, that's, that's the price of a, a, uh, one semester at like community college are going to teach you like, you know, math 101 or like algebra 101, you know what I mean? So, um, this stuff right here can change your life, man. We've had some people go through the course that are, that are kicking butt, have got a lot of success at it. So yeah, man, um, it's definitely a, um, a, a, a full, full course that you can, you know, your audience can learn from and, uh, begin to, uh, get into this business and, and hopefully make some, some good money. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, any, any of the, uh, people out there who are interested in this, uh, I'm actually going to put the links either below in the description or, or, uh, however you're consuming this, this content, it'll be readily available to you. I definitely highly encourage you to go check out that video. Um, Dale was actually interview number five on the show. Uh, and, okay. and so, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of cool that both of y'all have come on the show too. So, um, you know, that's kind of a, a cool thing for, for me and hopefully for the audience as well. So, um, again, I highly encourage you to check that out. Um, just think about it, right? Because it's $600 that you could be investing in yourself. And, and like Jason said, that, that is like one semester at uh, a typical university, right? Except when you go to a semester at a typical university, usually you don't get to keep all of that information, right? You get to keep what you write down and maybe the textbook. But if you go to this course, then you have these, what did you say, like 100 plus videos or something like that? Yeah, we've got like 100 modules, excuse me, yeah, 100 modules in there that, you know, are anywhere from 10 to, you know, 30 minutes long, so yeah. Right, and so not only do you get all of that content, but you get to revisit that at any point you want, right? So you don't have to go reach out to to the professor who you may or may not get in touch with and you know, you just have all this content readily available at your disposal. Again, six hundred versus like three thousand dollars to get started. It's kind of a no-brainer. So, again, highly encourage you to check that out. So, so Jason, um, I want to talk about um, what else you're doing right now, right? Because we talked about your past, and and you know, we we kind of dug through that, and and it was some some great value in that. So, again, thank you. Um, but yeah. what are you truly focused on right now? Where where does your passion lie at this moment? Right now, the two the two things that I'm focused on um, are, are very simple, man, and it's the same thing. It's it's going to be sound boring. It's Kindle publishing and e commerce. Those are the two things that you know because I learned from from last year that um, I have to focus on the money. I have to focus on the stuff that's making me money. So, you know, those are the two things. And like, I went through a long period where I kind of neglected Kindle because I was you know I was teaching it and and I don't want to be directly competing with the, the customers that, you know, the people that were buying my courses. I'm like, yeah, but, but then I was like, man, that's a, that's kind of a, uh, um, scarcity mindset. Like my people and anybody who does this can be successful. Like, it's not like I'm going to like be some, some ominous, you know, force. It's just going to stop everybody from making money. So I was like, okay, get over yourself, dude. Like you can keep doing it. So in the middle of revitalizing, you know, that business, you're growing it up, you know, growing it back to, you know, making 10 to 20 K a month and that will happen. I mean, it's just a matter of when, so been working on that and then, um, the e-com stuff, you know, so 
you know, creating new stores, <clears throat> you know, getting into new niches. Um, as you can see, I'm rocking a pretty gnarly beard right now. So I uh, created a store on, you know, selling beard care uh, products. I created a store on um, selling sort of Zen and yoga type of stuff. And, you know, you know, obviously I have other stuff going. So those are the focuses that I have. And, you know, are those, is that my life passion? No, like I have other things that, that really, you know, get me pumped up, you know, on other levels, but those are the two things that are going to be the catalyst that drive me to, to, you know, to even higher levels, you know? So yeah, man, it's boring. I wish I could say, man, I'm working on, you know, I'm trying to like create this new, like amazing thing. And I'm like, you know, whatever's going to change the world. But honestly, man, I gotta, gotta go with what I know. And I gotta go with, you know, the things that I, that I've already been successful for me and just sort of double down on them. Absolutely. And, and, you know, besides the business aspect, right, besides the professional Jason that's, you know, out there killing it uh, with the, with the Kindle game and the e-commerce and, and your course and, and all that stuff, what do you, what are you doing right now personally? Like, like, what do you like to spend time doing um, when you're not working? So I'll give you my day to day. I guess I could just give you what I do every day. So <clears throat> usually um, today I don't have my son, um, but usually I have my son. So like tomorrow when I wake up, what will happen is um, sometimes I'll wake up before him. Sometimes he'll wake me up. So he'll like go in my room. He'll either jump on me or, um, you know, something to wake me up. Right. Like I'm like, oh, boy, OK, time to get rolling. So what we'll do, we'll, you know, we'll eat our food, eat some breakfast, whatever. Um, and I don't like sitting in the house. Like I don't like it's getting nice out right here. I'm in Indiana right now. It's getting a little nicer and the whole winter sucks. I mean, you're in Louisiana, right? Yeah, so, so you, you don't have the brutal winters that we go through, I don't think. So I'm like, man, let's get out of the house. So we, we get up. Um, what I've been doing here lately is going to like this uh, nature. It's like uh, it's called Fox Island. It's like a big nature preserve. It's got trails. So I take my dogs. I don't know if they're behind me or not, but I take them with me. Um, so it's me. I've got um, two dogs and Alex and we just walk around like we'll walk for two to three hours. I, I mean, and I've do, trust me, I was never a nature guy. Like I, I'm not like, I, but, but something, I don't know about being a dad or something like it, it awoke this part of me. I'm like, I love being where it's quiet, man, getting away from technology, the notifications, man. So we usually do that at least two to three times a week. We'll get out and go on a hike. Um, <clears throat> and then we'll get back, maybe eat something. Um, then we'll go to, um, Let's see, man. Um, sometimes I'll have like a program or soccer and maybe I'll hit, hit a little workout here and there. Um, I, I do try to do something physical every day. I mean, you know, I, I play in a lot of little sports leagues and, and things like that. man. So I try to do something to, you know, be social and have fun, um, you know, take care of your body, man, because so many people, man, they, you know, you could be a multi-billionaire. But, man, if your body and your 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 actual physical entity is is you're treating it like garbage. If you're putting garbage in your body, man, you're, you, it doesn't matter. You know, there's a lot of people out there that have gone down that road. So we'll do something physical. Um, man, we go on a lot of bike rides, man. I love doing that, dude. I really just love spending time with him, dude. He's, he's a three and a half year old, like wild man. So like, it's all I can do to keep up with him. And, and at night when he goes to bed, you know, that's when I begin to do my work. Um, and so that's, you know, when I, you know, try to put in, the two to three, sometimes it's two to three hours. Sometimes it's a little bit more of just focused uh, work. And, um, yeah, like, is it, a, is it like something, um, you know, it's, it's definitely something that when we talk about time management, it, I have to be very cognizant. And, um, 
I don't like to do a lot of work during the day when I have them. I don't like, you know, I'm not like on my phone, like checking stuff. Like if there's something important that comes through, I'll do it. But for the most part, I want to separate the the parenting and the, you know, the dad life from the business life because I don't want to look back, you know, 30 years, 40 years from now and be like, damn, man, I wish I, you're not going to be like, dude, I wish I would have like answered these emails. You're going to be like, dude, I wish I would have went on a bike ride, you know, or went on, done something, played soccer. So um, yeah, man, that's pretty much kind of the the personal life thing with me, man. It's just going out, being outside, having fun, um, you know, doing something physical. Uh, gosh, what else do I do? We play some video games here and there, man. I'm not 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 too big into that. Um, there's a comedian. Um, have you heard of Louis C.K.? Yeah, the yeah. comedian. He's like he's like I don't let my kids watch TV or, or play video games and. And he's like, you want to know why? He's like, try to take the video games away from your kid and see how they act. And and I know that firsthand. Like, my son's playing a game or watching something on TV, and I try to turn it off. Meltdown mode. So we try to limit that to to almost z- zero. But there are some days if it's like raining out or not really nice out, we'll we'll sit down and play some games. So absolutely, absolutely. So you know, I, I always like to ask this question because I really think that. Um, you know, it gives a, a lot of insight, um, you know, into, into personally who you are. Um, but, but what is your purpose? You know, what, what is your driving factor, the, the reason that you get out of bed every single day? What is that for you? Really, I would say um, to set a good example for my son, I would say that is probably the ultimate thing. I want, I want him to be like when he's like 18 or 15 to be like, man, my dad fucking killed it, man. My dad was like just a gangster. Like he was the best dad, but he also gave me the best life I could possibly get. And so that, that's like my thing is like, cause I didn't have a dad growing up, man. I didn't have like a good like foundation, like, like that. So I wasn't even sure I was going to have a kid, man. I wasn't, you know, like I wasn't like one of these guys, like I want to have a huge family, but I ended up having a kid and it's awesome thing. So that's what really motivates me is like, how can I be, uh, the amazing dad. And, and what that does is it also makes me become a better person because w- when you're in charge of keeping a human being, like giving, you know, basically keeping them alive and giving them, making them thrive, it makes you a better person. It, it makes you question things on different levels. It makes you see things, you know, through a different lens. So it helps me impact the community, like the people, you know, YouTube and the community that I created on, on Facebook that, you know, when I, when I make a video, I can be like, okay, I'm not the, you know, 25 year old Jason that, you know, didn't really, you know, have a ton of experience in life. Now it's like, man, I've, I've went through a lot of hardships. I went through a lot of like, you know, being a, being a parent, man, if you want to do it right, man, it can be hard, man. There's so many, so many things that, you know, come up that are like, man, this is tough, but so yeah, um, it's, it's, it's helped me in, in so many different ways. Um, and you know, um, giving back to the community too, again, um, sometimes, man, I, I go through a kind of a love hate relationship with YouTube. Sometimes I'm like, you know, I've got videos, man, you know, I've got stuff out there. People start liking it, but I'm like, dude, I want to do another video or, you know, and, and whatnot. And then I'll get like an email or like a Facebook message from people. Typically it's like, I check my Facebook messages because um, I've got like a fan, quote unquote, I'm using air quotes here, fan page um, that um, it's my name. It's just Jason Brock. So sometimes people will send me um, messages to that particular page and I don't check them. And but then sometimes I'll check them like once a month 
and I'll get like three or four that are like, hey, dude, like you've impacted my life. Appreciate you offering value, blah, blah, blah. Like it's super cool. So that keeps me uh, motivated as well, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I do think that that was really impactful what you said about, um, you know, just nurturing and, and when you're nurturing somebody else, you know, whether it be your community or, or whether it be, um, you know, your, your child, you really start to learn a lot more about yourself too. And, and I think that's really powerful. So, um, you know, we, we talked about what, what you've done, you know, your past, we've talked about what you're doing now and, and where your focus is. And, and we talked about your purpose. Um, but, but I want to talk about the future, right? I want to, I want to know, um, you know, where, where are you going? What, what are you doing? What, what do you, what do you have in store, uh, yeah. moving forward? So what I want to start doing in the future is I want to get into some investing. Um, uh, you know, that, you know, we'll talk about business, maybe some personal future goals, but right now, um, you, you know, a lot of, I read a ton of books. I, li- I really listen to more often not than, than not audiobooks nowadays. It's typically, um, I like to, you know, have something going on up here when I'm like working out or whatever. <clears throat> and what I'm learning is that if you look at the, the most wealthy people in, in the world, billionaires, what are most of them doing? They're investors. They're investing in, in, in some entity. They're in either the stock, stock market, angel investing, whatever. So, I think that's the next level for me is, you know, to be able to accumulate some wealth via this you know, entrepreneurial lifestyle. But then how can I grow the wealth? OK, because essentially what investing is, it's like saying, OK, you've cre- like Ben, you've created this crazy business this pharmaceutical business. I'm going to give you some money to your business and k- go kick some ass and make me some money, too. So uh, you're basically kind of. Just investing, you're, you're you're banking on someone's business that you don't have to start. They've already done all the hard work, and um and the reason I'm doing this because I've got a good friend, or the reason that, that this is like the one of the future goals. I've got a good friend that's doing it right now, and he's sort of teaching me some of the ropes on it. He's like, dude, it's really. I mean, it's again, it's it's complicated, and you're putting your own money on there, but it's really just research. You're researching companies, um, you're doing your homework, and then you're saying, okay, here's some money, and you're either you know, in it for the short play or you're just in it for the long play and you want to probably have both. But that's really, if you're asking me, like, what are my future things? That is probably at the one of the top of the list. You know, it's something that I think everybody should learn to a certain level. I think we all need to become investors um, in ourselves. And if you're an entrepreneur, yes, you are investing. Like I'm investing in Amazon um, because I'm putting money into Amazon. I'm putting products onto Amazon. So it would probably make a lot of sense to buy some Amazon stock, right? Like even if you're just buying a little, or if you're buying the S and P 500. So that's one thing. Um, some of the future things, man, um, really, uh, you know, getting, getting the best shape of my life. It's always been a yearly goal. And you know, I don't know, like, so that's always something that I'm like, okay, like, um, where do I start? So I, you know, that's always something that I'm looking at too, man. It's like, you know, how can I improve my health? How can I get more vibrant? How can I get more energy? You know, what foods can I eliminate? What foods can I add to my diet that are going to give me more energy, more health? I mean, if you have you been to a Tony Robbins seminar before? Uh, I've not had the pleasure of doing so, but one day soon, hopefully. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. So one. if you go to one of his seminars, dude, like UPW, um, look, dude, I've been talking to you for an hour. I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, you know, I'm tired. Not you know, not that it's like a drag talking to you, dude, but like if you're talking. 
and you're passionate about something, and hopefully that's coming through to the screen right now, um, man, it, it it takes you know it's it's t- not hard, but dude, it, it definitely takes its toll on you. If you go to Tony's seminar, the dude's like I think he's like pushing sixty. I don't know how old Tony is, dude. He's in his fifties for sure. On the stage for eight hours, no bathroom breaks, no you know anything, pumping hard like he's going like screaming, yelling. Dude is just on fire for like hours at a time. And, you know, if you follow what he says, like he's eating a very alkaline diet, like he's eating uh, obviously a ton of fruits and vegetables, you know what I mean? And so, and again, he's almost 60, I'm sure. And he's been doing this for like 30 years, you know, I'm 35, dude. So like, how can I take what he's freaking doing and add that to my life? Right. Like what, you know, so that's always something that I'm constantly trying to improve upon as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because I think that one of the biggest struggles of entrepreneurs or of entrepreneurship is educating yourself. Right. And, and so there's kind of the, the two different way. There's more than two, but, but kind of the bigger two different ways of consuming content to that you find on your own or getting a mentor. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, so could you talk about in your life, um, the different mentors that you've had and and the impact that they've had on, on your life? Yeah. Um, a lot of my mentors, um, have been books have been, I mean, I would say Tony, uh, has probably been one of my first mentors. I mean, I remember coming across like an old CD of his, man, this is back when he's probably too young to remember this, man. They have the walk, the CD walkman things, right. You know what I'm talking about? You put the CD in there. Um, man, I was listening. I was walking my dog, dude. And I was like, wow. Cause I didn't understand. I can't like, again, I mean, I, again, hardworking family, man, there was no like self-improvement. It was just like, dude, like, you know, like just go to work, man. Like there was no like, Hey man, you could control your destiny. dude. You can do whatever you want. I started listening to this. I'm like, Jesus, God, this, what is this dude talking about? Cause even in high school, man, like no one's talking about this dude. These high schools are garbage, man. They're just, they're just little farm. Most of them are, some of them are good. They're getting better. But but when I was going to school, dude, it was just like, I remember going to my guidance counselor, my grades sucked or whatever. And she's like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I think I want to go to college. She's like, you're, with, the, with these grades, you're not going to be like, that was like our conversation. That was like my final meeting my senior year with my guidance counselor was her basically being like, dude, you just need to like go to a factory. That was essentially it. And um, I was like, damn. And so uh, somehow I don't know how it was like a burn CD or like somebody had a CD of like tone, or like, I don't know. It's like a personal power thing. I was like, Jesus dude, like this is pretty great. And so I began to like, just had no money obviously back then dude, but I started to piece together some of that stuff and like find, um, you know, find like little self-help things. I, I, I got think and grow rich at the library. Um, I didn't even, didn't even know. It wasn't like I got like a book review. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get Think and Grow Rich. I was just like, wow, that's a pretty cool title for a book. You grabbed it off the shelf, brought it home. I'm like, wow. So that began um, to plant that seed of like, okay, man, this isn't, this stuff is like, there's a science to personal achievement. There, there is a formula that you can follow. And um, so I began to just study from those guys. Um, and then I've had like some personal mentors, some friends um, and, and stuff along the way. But for the most part, um, my mentors have been, you know, online people, you know, that I follow online, like, you know, Ty Lopez is someone that I look up to. I mean, he's a guy that, you know, um, some of his programs have impacted my life. Like, I think as, as you get older and, you know, where I'm at in my life, like some people, uh, um, 
had a conversation with somebody, uh, kind of a heated debate, actually, with uh, a person uh, that's close to me. And we we're talking about this. He's like, man, everything that you want to know should be for free. Like you, everything that you want to to learn should be free. And we have this argument. I'm like, OK, well, if that's the case, go to Google and type in how to make a million dollars and see what shows up. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes you have to invest. So like I'll buy ties programs. I'll go through them. And um, you can learn a lot. And you, you got to humble your ego. You got to leave your ego at the door. Because even me, like I've had some success, but like I'm not like where I want to be from in a lot of different levels. So I have to humble myself and say, I don't know everything. Can I buy something or can I, you know, the greatest thing that you can do, the easiest thing you can do, the biggest return on your investment is a book or an audio book. Because you're basically finding something or getting something that someone is usually, especially like nonfiction, spent their whole life learning and putting it into a book for you to digest. And, and it's going to cost you 20 bucks or 10 bucks or freaking 12 bucks, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So those are my mentors. Um, as I progress through this journey, I, I'm probably going to start hiring out people. I mean, you know, hiring um, you know, paying for the coaching and things like that, you know, because I've done coaching and, and things and, um, I, I see that, I see the value in it. So, you know, I'm always looking for, you know, so if anybody has any recommendations, man, drop them in the comments of coaches or people, man, I'd definitely like to, uh, you know, take a look at that. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's fantastic. So I just have a few more questions for you. I really do appreciate your time. I can only imagine how busy you must be. Um, so if you could go back, and give yourself one piece of advice, knowing what you know now. Well, you're good, dude. You're things? good at these interviews, man. You got some some eye opening questions, man. What would I do? So the question is, what uh, what advice would I give myself? Like, what at any point in my life? Yeah. Oh my lord. Um, man, that's a good question. Um. Gosh, I think I think about these a lot. I ask myself, I have this uh, on my phone. I have a, a thing where I ask empowering questions. Are you familiar with that? Like, uh, I'm, I'm not. Maybe you could. Okay, so the questions are like they're empowering questions. So like, um, and I'll get to your answer, man. I, I get sidetracked sometimes, but like, uh, some of the questions might be like, "Who do you need to forgive?" Or like, I have a. You can just Google like empowering questions, and you can. I think you should ask yourself, or like. You know, like what is the like the one thing holding you back to, to success? Like, so you ask these questions of yourself that you would normally never think about, and it begins to you begin to look at your life through a different lens. So, um, the and I never, I guess, one of the empowering questions I've never asked myself is this one. So I'm trying to think, I'm trying to stall before I can think about it. Um, I would probably say. Um, don't be fearful. Like, cause I, I've let fear get in my way of a lot of things, man. I've let my own stupid fear get in my, um, and Tony talks about it as false evidence appearing real. Um, I've let fear stop me from doing a lot of things that I wish I would have done. So I would say, quit being a little bitch. Don't be, don't be fearful and just go after whatever you want to do. If you fail, whatever, fuck it. If you do great, then great. Right. So, you know, and, and and don't take everything so seriously, man. Like this, this is supposed to be fun. Like it's, it's business, man. It's not like, you know, most of us aren't like on the front lines of, you know, a war or like creating, you know, the cure for cancer or AIDS. So like have fun with it, man. Smile. Don't, don't make this hard. But for me, 
I would say don't be fearful. I remember going down to uh, Fort Benning, Georgia, um, and uh, in the Army in, in, in basic training. And I remember being so fearful, like, oh, my God, these, these drill sergeants are going to tear me a new asshole. They are going to – it's going to be like freaking – what's that movie? Uh, God, um, oh, man, I forget the movie. Um, Full Metal Jacket. This is going to be like Full Metal Jacket. I'm going to get a blanket party. I'm going to get my ass kicked. I'm going to get my head uh, – anyway, I get down there, dude, and it, it was definitely not a walk in the park. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't like – you know, sunshine and butterflies and like people giving high fives. Like I got yelled at. I mean, everything, dude, but it wasn't bad. I mean, it was so, I built it so much more up in my head that, you know what I mean? Like that when I actually got down there, I'm like, Oh, this isn't too bad. You know what I mean? Like, so that type of stuff, man, uh, is, is definitely just, don't be fearful. Just do what, do what you have to do, man. Um, go after it. Don't let other people, uh, a lot of people have fear of like what other people think about them, dude. Like most people are so caught up in their own like lives and their own little, little issues that they don't don't really care what you do. You know what I mean? So that would be it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, if you could, you know, think through all the different things that you've done and, and, uh, you know, all, all the different successes that you've had and the struggles that you had, what would you say was the biggest failure that you had to overcome, and, and how did you overcome that? Wow, biggest failure. Um, man, jeez, uh, that's a good question. Um, biggest failure that I've had. Uh, I would say probably um, – so I mentioned earlier my, my eBay business in, in 2013, I was doing really well at it. Um, essentially I, you know, when, when my son was born and we're going through, I was like, literally I was doing like the two most stressful things a human being, they they say a human being can do. It's like buying a house and having a a, a baby be important. It was like the two, I think the two are and movings up there too. But so we were moving, we're moving to a new house. I was buying a new house doing all this stuff, getting it ready for, for my son to be born, doing all the renovations. You know, he was, you know, so we were doing this all in like, I moved in, in like August of 13. He was born in September of 2013. So I was going through all this sort of neglected my eBay business. And, um, and what ended up happening was eBay ended up basically suspending my account because a lot of my shipments didn't get sent out on time. Like if things were, you know, so I, I, I effed it up. Like, there's no excuse. Like I fucked up. Right. Like it just, there's no like, hey, man, like they kind of screwed me up. Like I fucked it up. I, I neglected it. I got too busy. Um, you know, obviously I was focused on really important things, more important than business in a sense. But I, I kind of neglected that business. And so how I overcame that was Kindle Publishing. And, and it's, again, I found out around the same time. Like I remember I got a call from eBay and I think they're like based in Utah. So I get or Utah or Nebraska. So I get this freaking call. And they're like, hey, Jason, like your seller account is like below standard. You need to do this, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh God. So I ended up getting everything straight with them. But like there was a period where like I had a ton of inventory that I was selling on eBay that was sitting, not making me any money. And, you know, I just, I just literally spent like 60 grand in my savings to, to buy this house. Plus I was spending more money to, to renovate it. So dude, I was burning through a lot of cash. And so 
Um, again, kind of through happenstance, I, I found um, um, Kindle Publishing on YouTube, and I wasn't looking for it, but I immediately recognized how valuable this could be, and I took immediate action. And we haven't even talked about that, but like to a certain level, but like massive, I took massive action on it. And so, yeah, man, that's how I overcame that. And then obviously, you know, um, coming full circle, man, I still do that and I'm still doing econ and stuff like that too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you could go either back in history or, or any, anybody today, Mm. but anybody, you know, in the history of human beings, and talk to one person, who would that person be? And what would you talk to them about? Boy, that's a good question. Um, So, it's just me, and there's so many, obviously, people that I would like to talk to, but I believe in, like, making the biggest impact on on, um, humanity that you can possibly make. So I'm just going to throw a Hail Mary out here, and I, I think this is... I, this might be cliche, but I'm reading this book right now. It's called Man's Search for Meaning. Have you heard of that book or read it? No, but I'm going to add it to my list for sure. It's by it's by a guy named Viktor Frankl, and he was a um, uh, a prisoner in a concentration camp. Okay, and so I'm reading this book, dude, and it's it, actually I'm audio book, but it's it's um, definitely not a light listen. Like it, like I'm like driving around listening to this shit. I'm like, God, I'm getting depressed. Like. He's going through all the stories of like how like how bad it was in these camps. So like, I mean, I don't know if I would have the pull to like obviously like persuade this guy, but like, could I could I go back in time and talk to Adolf Hitler and be like, dude, like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like when he was like fifty, I don't know like what when the shift took place where he you know got these ideas, but um. But if he wasn't listening, I would just fucking shoot him. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> if he wasn't feeling me, I'm like, cause like you listen to this book and, and, and Victor Frankel, like, over, like spoiler alert, but he overcame and he, he got out of the Holocaust. He, like he got out of the camp and went on to become just an amazing individual. He survived, but you know, could, could you impact how many lives could you have impacted by talking to that one person? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, maybe some other people are like, I would like to talk to like Gandhi and figure out like, you know, how to become more peaceful or like the Dalai Lama or something or Jesus Christ or something. But it's like, for me, like I'm a real tactical person. Like I'm a real like, you know, like what could I do that could provide the most value to, to the most people? And, and maybe that would be something that, <laughs> you know, could obviously um, could obviously cause a lot, you know, help a lot of people. So. Absolutely, absolutely, and I think the the resounding theme is is making a positive impact and and you know helping people. Um, so yeah. What are, what are some other people saying, man? What do, what do you remember? What some other guests you had on? What are they? I'm curious to figure out what they've uh, said. To be honest, that is the first time I've ever asked that question. And so, really? So, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, that's a good one, man. That's a good one. Yeah, you know when whenever you're talking about uh, you know how you like the questions that that's. I just start thinking about. I try to start thinking about more questions. That, like, no, that's a good one, man. So yeah, I, I talked to Hitler, dude. I, I tried to get a hold of him and get on it. I actually asked this question to a friend the other day. I was like, I asked her, I go, if you had a time machine and you could go back to any time period, what time would you go back to? And she was like, I think she said something like the 1930s. I'm like, dude, like, no, like, why would you go back to the 1930s? Like, there's so much. I mean, I'm sure that would be cool, but like, dude, why, why not go back to like the dinosaur era? 
She's like, well, they would kill you. I'm like, no, this, uh, this is a uh, self-preserved time machine, man. They couldn't get in there. Dude. Like, anyway, so that's what I, I would go back. If, if I could go back to a time period, I'd, I'd try to go back to like the Jurassic era and just be like, wow, you know, there's a, you know, brontosaurus or something. So yeah, and then you could take like snapshots for a Kindle book, and that'd be <laughs> that'd there you be go. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> dinosaur, dinosaur survivors. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, anyway, just have a, a few more questions for you, man. Um, so, you know, doing all the things that you've done and, and, you know, being as successful as you are, who do you see yourself as, right? Like if you were to describe yourself to somebody else, who would you describe yourself as? Oh boy. Um, I would say for me, what I would describe myself as, um, as my dog jumps on my leg, uh, I would describe myself as a, a giver. Um, and sometimes to a fault, like as, as I mentioned in my day, um, my day is literally serving my family, my, my son, um, you know, my, my, my dog family, you know what I mean? Like I'm literally doing stuff for them with them, you know, and I obviously get a lot of enjoyment out of that as well. Um, and you know, a lot of the, you know, my friends and and people, even my community on YouTube and, and, and Facebook, you know, I, I, a lot of my day, not a lot of my day on that, but like, you know, some of the days I, I go in there and answer questions and do stuff. So, um, I would say just a giving person, man, I, I try to give back. Um, sometimes to a fault, like, like some people are like, dude, you need to do more for yourself. You need to do like, you need to do this and that. And, but the way I look at it, man, is I've had my, my time to, to, you know, to have fun. You know, I've taken solo vacations. I've done, you know, a lot of stuff for myself. Now it's like at this point in my life, this is where I'm at. And, you know, I like doing it. And so, yeah, just a giver um, and, and someone that, uh, you know, but at the same time, like there's – I have a lot of selfish ones and needs as well. Like I, I want to, you know, do a lot of things for myself that will improve my life. Um, and, you know, whether that's making money, um, whether that's, you know, learning new skills, you know, improving my fitness, you know, that's sort of um, a big part of me as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic. So I just have one more question for you. Again, I really do appreciate your time. It's been a ton of fun and awesome interview. Um, Is there anything that is an important part of who you are that I did not ask you about today? In other words, what did I miss? Uh, man, I think you covered most of it, man. I feel like, uh, I feel like it's like, a am on the, on the couch at a, at a shrink's office, man, going deep into the, the psyche of, of Jason Brock here. Um, man, um, no, man, I think you've done a great job, man. Um, I've been on a lot of these calls. You've had some, some killer questions, man. You kind of got like the, the Tim Ferriss vibe going on, man, which is a total compliment, dude. Cause that's one of my, uh, people that I look up to as well. Um, I remember driving across the country from Texas to Indiana, listening to his podcast. Like, I was like, thank God for this podcast, dude, because this is like the only thing keeping me awake right now, man. So, um, yeah, man, I think you've covered everything, dude. I, I don't think you've left any, like, as far as like who I am, I, I think, I, I mean, we've, I think we've hit all that, man. So awesome. Awesome. Fantastic. So, uh, Jason, you know, I, I really do want to thank you for coming on the show today. It has been an absolute pleasure. Um, the, the value that you provided and, and, you know, the experiences that you shared, I really do appreciate you, uh, speaking so, so genuinely and and from the heart. Um, and, uh, you know, to, to everybody that's listening, 
um, any of the uh, different courses that we mentioned or, or um, you know, Jason's uh, different pages and whatnot, uh, I'm going to put those links around you in some way, shape, or form. So just, um, you know, take a peek and, and uh, highly encourage you to, uh, you know, go grab that course and, and you know, like his fan page and, and try to connect with them. Um, you know, you could definitely learn a lot and, and uh, improve your life in, in a lot of different ways. And most importantly, I want to thank you for listening. Uh, because you guys are the reason that we do this, um, you know, you come back and listen time after time, and, and I really do thank you for uh, all the support and all the love. So this has been another Project Egg interview. Today we've been talking to Jason Brock from Indiana. Have a good one. Thanks.